Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Dose with Dr. Suhail Essa. Today's episode, we are going to be discussing testing. So, I uh, haven't received many questions on testing, uh, but people have often asked me when or if they should go and get a test. So, I will start off this episode uh, by going through the reasons for testing, why we are testing, how other people have tested, and perhaps it'll give you some insight and leave you uh, feeling a bit lighter uh, with regards uh, to the whole pandemic. Uh, today in South Africa, uh, we've got 1,187 confirmed cases. Um, we've uh, got no new deaths, and I don't think we have any new recoveries. So. We'll keep an eye on that and I'll keep you posted. So first question uh, people have asked me is, why are we testing? Now, in other countries, their approach has been a little bit different. South Africa is one of the countries that would like to ideally test as much as possible, uh, but they're finding it difficult. Uh, you see, the reason why we are testing is, one, uh, it gives us a better idea of what's going on in our country, and it helps provide statistical data that we can work with for the future. So we're testing as many people as we can so that we know how many people are recovering from this disease, how many people are developing severe symptoms, and how many people are just testing and chilling at home. All of that is very important uh, when we look at controlling the disease. The second reason for testing is contact tracing. So if you are in contact with someone and then you test positive, if we have a good extensive testing program, we can then track the other people that you've come into contact with, test all of them, and then we know who they came into contact with, and it's just a whole huge knock-on effect. If you remember uh, the case in South Korea, uh, patient 31, I'm sure you guys have heard the story. It's been passed around on every single WhatsApp uh, group in South Africa, I think, at the moment. Uh, the story is about patient 31, a young lady in South Korea who had just uh, traveled into South Korea after visiting China. And she was around the epicenter of the disease. When she arrived in South Korea, she started developing mild symptoms only after 10 days. And she then went to a, a government hospital because she had a car accident, not even because she had any like real symptoms. And they found that her temperature was slightly elevated. So they offered her a test. Said, hey, don't you want to just test? might be helpful. So she said, nah, she's feeling fine. Come on, don't be ridiculous. But because of her travel history, they insisted and they did the test and it came back positive. So they kept her in the hospital, uh, not because she really needed any care for her foot that was injured in the accident, but because they wanted to quarantine her. She took it upon herself to go out and attend two congregations, church congregations, because uh, she felt fine. So she thought, hey, why not go for a stroll? Went out at 11, 
10 and 11 to two different church congregations and then had a buffet a buffet breakfast a buffet like you are in quarantine in the hospital but this is the time to tell your chef how you want your eggs she thought this is the time so she went she had a buffet breakfast touched all the spoons all the cutlery at the buffet came back Chilled in hospital for a couple of days, then got discharged a few days later. After that, they saw a huge spike rise in the number of cases, and they finally did the contact tracing after they tested all the people she came in contact with. And she is responsible for the spread of more than 60% of the cases in South Korea. How crazy is that? So that's why we test, so that we can keep track of how many people actually have this disease. So we can treat it better. Now, let's go to the method of testing. So the coronavirus is an RNA virus, uh, ribose nucleic acid virus. Uh, and the testing is fairly simple. It's called a, a PCR or polymerase chain reaction test where you place the virus in an ideal environment for them to replicate. If you have the virus, the virus will replicate and you'll pick it up. Uh, it's like a DNA genome gene type testing, okay? Uh, the test generally takes about, in ideal, like first world settings, uh, it, in the beginning it was taking like six hours, then 24 hours. Now in South Africa, you'll wait 72 hours, five days just for your test results because of the backlog that they have. South Africa has now completed about 20,000, over 20,000. I think now the number is like 25,000 tests thus far to try and uh, keep track of all the COVID-19 cases that are presenting. Uh, as I discussed on episode one, they've even come up with drive-through concepts where you don't actually have to be in contact with the doctor. All you got to do is drive through, get swapped, and then drive home and there's very limited contact nobody's breathing on each other no one's touching each other it's very simple now how this test uh, occurs is somebody will take a swab it looks like an earbud an earbud thing you're sticking it and have like it's really it feels really nice well it doesn't feel that nice when it goes in your nose um it's quite unpleasant like they have to stick that that swab all the way to the back of your nose and it like it feels like it's touching your brain you feel like a huh, huh, like that type of a feeling on both your nostrils then they remove it and they're like okay it's round two now time for round two then they stick it in the back of your mouth in your pharynx do you know what a never mind a pharynx is just the back of your throat then you so it's first a, and then a, and then you're done. Then you come back 24 hours. Well, actually, now they'll phone you and they'll give you the results. So that's basically the test. Now, who are we testing? This is a bit controversial because in South Africa at the beginning, they were testing anybody who wanted the test. Uh, we are now running out of tests. And the latest update that the NICD has given on their website for people under investigation, that's the term, P PUI, persons under investigation. 
that they will happily test. So these people uh, that they think warrant a test is somebody that presents to the hospital with a cough, sore throat, shortness of breath, and a fever, which is more than 38 degrees. So don't go to the hospital if you're feeling hot. Come on, man. The sun is hot. The weather's hot. That's not a fever. A fever is anything more than 38 degrees or their definition. It's more than 38 degrees. You've got to be hot. So cough, sore throat, shortness of breath, fever. Fever is obviously number one. And then if you had a history of fever, like if you've had a fever in the past week or so and now it's gone away, but you still have the other symptoms. Then there's also epidemiological criteria. So if you had a close contact that is either confirmed, tested positive, or probable. So someone that might have the virus and someone who probably has the virus, uh, both of those people uh, that you have come into contact with, that would qualify you for a test. The next is if you've been traveling for the last 21 days. Now, obviously, this shifts uh, as we go along. Because of the lockdown and the restrictions, you couldn't have been traveling uh, more than 21 days ago if this is being watched in three weeks' time. You feel me? Then, uh, if you've presented to a health facility for work or you've been at a health facility and then you start getting the symptoms like a hospital, a clinic, you name it, a pharmacy, you've come into contact with a lot of people, that also warrants for you to get a test. Now, the last one is if you have a severe pneumonia which requires hospital admission and it's of unknown origin. They just don't know where it's coming from. So they would do this test for you. But now we're running out of tests. We don't have many tests. It's becoming uh, very difficult to test. And we know that it's important to test so that we can keep track of the number of people that are recovering and how well we have this disease controlled so that we can release the lockdown. Now, in, 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 in the UK, they didn't take this thing seriously. In fact, they weren't even testing because they said they could use the money for better things, pump it into the healthcare system, get more doctors, get more protective gear, all of that stuff. And the data that they used uh, and some of the same data I found was from the Chinese. See, when the virus started, they started doing a lot of these types of studies. And they found that about 30% of people that were positive actually tested negative with the test. Like subsequently, after they were tested twice or three times, they then tested positive. So they had the virus, but they were testing negative. And that's three out of 10 people. So seven out of 10 people will test positive if they are positive, And three out of 10 people who are negative will also test positive. Now, that's a lot of false negatives. So some countries have implemented less stringent testing measures. I think that South Africa is heading down that same direction. We might be going there, but we're not really interested in testing people that much if we have to save money. And as I mentioned before, you can be an asymptomatic carrier which means you have none of the symptoms, but you've come into contact with someone who has the virus. The virus has started replicating in your body, but you don't have the symptoms yet because some people don't have it as severely as others, depending on your immune status, all of that type of stuff. So 
that's the pros and cons of testing. Uh, I would recommend, these are just my final recommendations. If you have mild symptoms, flu-like symptoms, you've got a bit of a cough, slightly raised temperature maybe, you're not feeling that great, stay home. Drink some med lemon. Rub Vicks all over your chest. Vicks will help you. Okay, that's not a professional med. Don't take that advice. But rub Vicks on, on your chest. Just relax. Stay at home. Quarantine yourself. Stay in a room separate from your family. Don't bother going out and being tested. Unless, of course, you can afford the test. Because, yes, the test is quite expensive. The test now is 1,500 Rand at most private hospitals. It's also 750 Rand now uh, at a reduced price that um, the gift of the givers has set up. Um, so you could get tested if you wanted to get tested, regardless of your symptoms or whatever. But I would recommend if you have the symptoms and you're not that sick and you don't have the money, stay at home, chill, relax, watch some Netflix. Don't go out to the clinic. Don't risk yourself or risk others getting infected. If you have severe symptoms, like a really bad fever, like a really, really, really bad fever, like you feel like you're in, in Durban 24-7 in the summer, but you're in Joburg and it's winter, then that fever is bad. That means you've, you've got to get yourself a test. If you start feeling shortness of breath, you feel like your breath is being taken away and there's no one else in your house to take that breath away. There's no, you don't have, you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a wife. And even if you do, she's ugly. If no one is there to take your breath away, you're just feeling short of breath, go get a test. Go get a test. You deserve one. So that's another episode of The Daily Dose with Dr. Sayo Essa. Just my thoughts on testing. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please leave more questions. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys every day. And uh, tune in tomorrow again for another episode of The Daily Dose with Sahel Essa. Thank you. Peace, love. Assalamu alaikum. Good night.